Hello there and welcome to Planet Sport Football Africa. This is the show where we look at African football. What's happening around the continent and what African players are doing overseas. I'm Steve Vickers in Harare, Zimbabwe, joined by Solomon Ashoms in South Africa and by Stuart Weir in the UK. On this week's show, we take a look at the 2015 CAF Champions League with the second round of group games on this weekend. There are three Algerian teams there and none from West Africa. And we look at Demba Ba's ever-changing career from Chelsea to Turkey and now to China. It depends what Demba Ba's looking for. You know, when he was in the Premiership, he had real success at Newcastle and West Ham. Also, we look at Samuel Eto'o's move to Turkey. That's all coming up here on Planet Sport Football Africa. Firstly, to the CAF Champions League, as the second round of group games are on this weekend. And for the first time, there are three teams from one country. That's Algeria's USM Alger, El Yulma, and the defending champions Entente Setif. They're joined by Almerik of Sudan in Group B. And Group A has TP Mazembe of DR Congo, Mogreb Tetouan of Morocco, Al Hilal of Sudan, and Smuha of Egypt. Uh, firstly, Solomon, how do you feel about having three Algerian teams all in the same group? First of all, it's a very high achievement for the Algerian League to be able to have three teams in you know, the Africa Champions League. And this is history as three teams from just one country are qualified for the last eight. And they would have to battle out it out all together in Group B. One thing I don't really understand, though, is how the Confederation of Africa Football allowed uh, three teams from the same country, not even from the same uh, region, from the same country to be pitted and the same group they know each other very well they played each other over and over again i know the fans are gonna love it but you would want to allow you know certain teams to test their strength against teams from other regions that play totally different football from them because i feel that helps in the growth of football and in the approach by coaches and and, and players also are getting experiences so uh, for me i'm not really comfortable with it but i must say algerian football has been growing for quite a while now we saw how the algerian desert foxes that is the national team played at the World Cup in Brazil last year where they did well. For me, they were the best African football team and they have a series of great young players coming through. So uh, this will only help with the growth of Algerian football when it comes to global football. And the North African dominance is huge this year, Solomon. Seven teams from North Africa, TP Mazembe from Central Africa, and very surprisingly, no West African teams in the group stage of the CAF Champions League. Huge surprise there, Steve. No team from Nigeria, no team from Ghana, no team from Senegal. It is indeed uh, sad to see that, and I guess that really exposes the state of the football league in West Africa, all the leagues around West Africa. You know, I know the leagues have been experiencing quite a lot of uh, mismanagement and uh, uh, maladministration and, uh, you know, players not really being comfortable with playing at home and as young as you are 17 18 you want to move overseas to belgium or maybe malta or ukraine to play and start your football career professionally there and we've seen how that has affected football teams from the west african region 
Gone are the days where we have the Ayimba of a bar, the Canopilas, Ashanti Kotoko, Hearts of Oak are playing so well and qualifying to to play in the group phase and also to get to the final. And, and it is indeed really sad to not have a team from West Africa. Uh, if you remember very well, during the Africa Cup of Nations earlier on in Equatorial Guinea, there were about eight West African countries, you know, in that group phase. And the final was actually uh, played between two West African countries, Ghana and Ivory Coast. It shows how much uh, local football is not really being taken care of. But, you know, professional players that go overseas from West Africa, they do so well, which is really sad. But the North African teams are doing so well. It is indeed, uh, you know, a point again that North African teams really uh, invest in local football. We've seen how over the years Azama like Al-Hali uh, did so well, Raja Casablanca doing so well from Morocco. And uh, the West African teams and the West African football administrations would have to look at it again and really learn from North Africa when it comes to really making sure that the local football league is conducted in a very great way, that you see great players coming through it and also uh, investors and sponsors having confidence in the local league to invest just so there will be enough money to develop the game. So some lessons to learn from North Africa, maybe. You can tell us who you think will win this year's CAF Champions League on WhatsApp and on Facebook. Do you think that Entente Setif can defend their title? Maybe can TP Mazembe win it for a fifth time? Tell us who you think will win the Champions League. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Or go to our Facebook page, Planet Sport Football Africa. Uh, last week we asked, uh, do you think that foreign coaches are better than local coaches when it comes to being in charge of national teams in Africa? Well, the general verdict uh, is that African coaches can be as good as others, the only difference being experience. So this week, tell us who you think will win the CAF Champions League. Send a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, the address at Planet Sport FA. You can keep in touch with news about the programme and African football news at Planet Sport FA. Let's catch up now with some of the transfer news as our European football expert Stuart Weir joins us from the UK. Now, Senegal international striker Demba Ba has joined Chinese side Shanghai Shenhua from Turkish club Besiktas. Remember, Demba Ba was with Chelsea two seasons ago and with Newcastle before that. He's now 30 and was linked with a move back to the English Premier League but has gone to China for a fee believed to be around $16 million and a mouthwatering annual salary of $6.7 million. Is this the right direction for Demba Bar, Stuart? Steve, it depends what Demba Bar is looking for. You know, when he was in the Premiership, he had real success at Newcastle and West Ham, scoring lots of goals. He's had a good season at Besiktas, uh, you know, again, uh, being very prolific in goal scoring. Now, at Chelsea, his problem was that the competition for places was so great that in two seasons, he only got 16 starts. Now he's decided, one can only say, to go to China for the money um, and deciding to, to cash in in a way who can blame him. But there's no doubt that he could come back to the Premiership, perhaps not play for one of the top four teams, but play for one of the good teams and continue to score goals. But he has chosen to take his career in an area where there's a lot of money, 
Interestingly, the last big-name African who went to China was Didier Drogba, and he came back quite soon, feeling that he actually wanted more competitive football rather than um, just to take the money. Yes, we'll see how that works out then for Demba Bar. And now Cameroon legend Samuel Eto'o, the three-time UEFA Champions League winner, has joined a promoted Turkish top-flight side Antalya Spor, who also is said to be close to signing Brazil great Ronaldinho, a former World Cup winner. Now Eto'o is leaving Syria A side Sampdoria in Italy after just five months. He's now 34. Remember, his clubs include Barcelona, Inter Milan, Chelsea and Everton. He's got a three-year contract with Antalya Spore. Most of his success came at Barcelona between 2004 and 2009. Remember also he went to Russia and played for big money club Angie Machakula between 2011 and 2013. So what do you think of this move, Stuart? Well, again... Um it's interesting just how he's letting his career develop. As you say, he had, he was incredibly successful at Barcelona. Then he had two excellent years at Inter Milan. But since that, he seemed to be just chasing short-term contracts. The money, as you say, he played for Anzi in Russia. Chelsea, he only got 16 games, but some of them were big games, and he scored five vital goals. Similarly at Everton, he was just there for a few months. And, and Sampdoria... It seems that players at a certain stage of their career are offered big money to go to Turkey. Football-wise and country-wise, it may not be the most attractive place to live. But, you know, if you're going to cash in for a, for a few years, um, why not? And it does seem at the moment that Samuel Eto'o is keen to cash in, you know, having played his World Cups, having played his Champions League. He's now saying, well, for the last few years, I'm just happy to take the money. Unusual to be offered a three-year contract at the age of 34, isn't it? Well, I wonder if they, that was the only way they could attract him. And again, it just does reinforce what we're suggesting, is that the money has been a, uh, a big motivation in that move. Now, in the English Premier League, Algeria midfielder Nabil Bentaleb has signed a five-year contract with English Premier League football club Tottenham. He's 20 years old. He's been playing in Tottenham's first team for the last season and a half. Remember, he helped Algeria to the second round of the World Cup in Brazil last year. And for Spurs last season, he was a regular. He made 35 appearances and scored once. So, so Tottenham clearly think highly of Nabil Bentaleb. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his one goal was was in the League Cup. He, he has yet to score in the Premiership. I'm surprised that they've given him a, a five-year contract uh, at this point. You know, p- perhaps they just want to tie him down. Yes, he's made his appearances in the first team, but uh, you know, I think he's still got to prove that he really is going to be one of their their top and vital players. But uh, great for him to have that contract. And um, you know, Tottenham are one of those teams that don't quite make the Champions League most seasons but just hover outside it's certainly one of the better teams a potential winners of a cup uh, and uh, Europa League football as well so yeah I think it's an excellent move for him well away from African players let's say well done to Chile for winning the Copa America as hosts they beat Argentina on penalties in the final last weekend after it was nil-nil after 120 minutes remember Stuart we watched Chile at the World Cup just over a year ago at the Maracanã Stadium in Rio in Brazil when they beat defending champion Spain 2-0 in a group game and this was the sound of their fans <laughs> Oh, 
great memory, Steve. I'm in danger of singing along with those fans. And my great memory of that game was that not so much the stamina of the players, but the stamina of the fans who seemed to sing from the first whistle to the last. Yeah, remember, they really were some of the most amazing supporters I've ever come across, the Chile fans. What does this mean for Argentina's Lionel Messi, Stuart? A runners-up medal in the World Cup a year ago, and now settling for second best again in the Copa America. You know, well, Chile are an excellent team, and they showed that in the World Cup as well. But not many of us would have predicted that Brazil and Argentina would uh, not be the winners of the Copa America. I think one factor which also affects the World Cup is, of course, that this comes at the end of a long European season. Um, Messi has played an awful lot of games for Barcelona. He can't possibly be as fresh uh, as he was at the beginning of the season. Um, And there's been these uh, issues over unpaid tax, which must have given him a certain amount of stress. And, you know, we watched Argentina in the World Cup as well, and I saw them beating Bosnia only just with a brilliant goal from Messi. And it did look a little bit as if Messi was carrying a team which wasn't as good as it has sometimes been. I just think that the pressure on Messi, brilliant player that he is, is that he cannot do everything on his own. He cannot play a full season in Europe and still be at his best playing around a team that perhaps need him to do more than he would actually like to have to do. So um, it's certainly possible that Messi will finish his career without winning a major trophy with Argentina, which would be a great shame, but you know that's life. Well, so what does Lionel Messi have to do to win a big tournament with Argentina? Thanks a lot to Stuart Weir. That's it for the show for today. But do tell us who you think will win the CAF Champions League. Send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. Will it be one of the Algerian teams? Maybe Smuhar of Egypt or TP Mazembe of DR Congo. Also, you can go to our Facebook page. That's Planet Sport Football Africa and. Tell us who you think will win the CAF Champions League. The Champions League fixtures this weekend in Group A, Al-Hilal of Sudan hosts Smuha of Egypt and Mogreb Tetuan of Morocco take on TP Mazembe of DR Congo. In Group B, it's USM Algier against Al-Marek of Sudan and El Yuma of Algeria take on Entente Setif, the defending champions in an Algerian derby. El Yuma actually were relegated from the Algerian top flight last season, despite being the highest scoring team in the league. And from me, Steve Vickers in Zimbabwe, from Solomon Ashams in South Africa and Stuart Weir in the UK, thanks a lot for listening. You can find us online at planetsport.tv and Planet Sport Football Africa is a passion for sport production.